hit it up, my selector. Ta, ta, ta. Shot like this could I never miss. Hello and welcome to the 90s Raid Podcast Raw with me, your host, Tom Latcham. So far, we've spoken to established artists, some of whom had their glory days back in the 90s, although they might not want to admit it. But on this episode, we're going to take a peek into the future. Most people who are into the 90s rave scene are heading towards middle age or well into their 20s at least. But today's guest is making some incredible 90s influenced rave music. Age just 13. That's one three, not 30. 13. His name is DJ Seema aka Thomas Hames. He's from Warrington. And so we decided to give him a little boost here on the podcast by getting him on to tell us all about it. And if you have your own platform, why wouldn't you want to give a, bo- a boost to an up-and-coming name? Uh, Mr. Seema joins us now here. How you doing, mate? All right, thanks. Yeah, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing fine, yeah. Good man. Thanks to uh, for, for joining us, Thomas. Uh, just to reassure everyone, I did get permission from your dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you definitely. Are. <laughs> uh, I think he might be in there watching, uh, watching with you. You got a top, uh, a top yeah. man. Yeah, he's, 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 he's behind, he's behind, he's behind the computer. He's the camera. He's the cameraman, is he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, look, he's a top man, and he's a very. I've spoke to him. He's very, very supportive. Um, so uh, anyway, listen, uh, you're a fascinating character. You came, I came across you um, because. You got in touch with some some other people in 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 the rave scene, saying, "Oh, I'm making some music. Can you give me some help?" Uh, and yeah. and the and the music that you that you create is is actually really 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 good. And it astounded me to learn that you're 13 years old. So, uh, how and when did you get into rave music? Because it's really odd. Well, it started um, with my dad's old dance CDs, really, and then uh, there was a couple of uh, Ravey kind of ones on it, like Prodigy SL2, etc. And then I kind of got into the rate, like breakbeat hardcore kind of thing, and then started digging deep with everything, trying to find some like underground stuff. And now I just get my hands on anything, like a vinyl CD, books, like the books that I, I got a Prodigy book for Christmas. And I, I haven't stopped, I haven't stopped reading. I, I, read it about three times so. but it's so most 13 year old lads if they found an old cd i think i spoke to your dad and he said it was like a and now that's what i call music 1993 or something like that but most yeah. most young people who find their dad's or their mum's old music just discard it as as a sort of old-fashioned thing what was it about it that that made you go no man there's something about this i really like it because i i <laughs> I liked, I remember liking when I was very, very little that I, my dad, my uncle used to be into like, like the mainstream rave kind of thing, like just mainly prodigy and stuff. And then uh, he, he, got, he got, he got, he got me a, he got me a CD, he got me a CD when I was very little and I, I can't, I, I, I found it recently actually, but I was into prodigy when I was very little so then when I saw the Prodigy name on it, I was like, well, I remember liking a couple of the songs when I was very little. So then now it, that, so then when I thought that, I was like, well, I'll have a listen. I can't, can hardly remember any of it. So, and then it came from there. And well, there's, so there's one thing, um, liking the music and then there's another thing going, I'm going to go and make this music or something similar to this music. Um, so yeah. uh, tell us about your journey. So did you, did you start 
what did you start buying rave records so you like the prodigy and then did you start yeah. researching other acts who were the other acts that influenced you or uh, that, you, that you really were so, into so uh, mainly at the start like the like manix and uh like the the acts on moving shadow reinforced etc that those the kind of the kind of in, in between the labels that are in between the underground and the mainstream, those kind of labels, I like to think of them as, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you started buying kind of, records. Would you go to a record shop or would you buy them online? Um, well, I used to. I, I well, I did, did a bit of both. I used to before COVID, I used to drag my drag my dad uh, down to uh, the record shop in Liverpool, Three Beat Records. I just. Just just used to spend all my pocket money there. What a couple of Saturdays, and uh, it's brilliant. Love record shops. Just the whole vibe. Everything is just. What do they think? What do they make of you? The uh, the people that own the shop and the and some of the some of the people who are shopping in there. Well, because I don't I don't think they ever expect me to, a thirteen year old lad to buy vinyl first. But when you come in and say uh, you got any hardcore, it's kind of it's a it's a bit of a bit of a different uh, even more extreme reaction to just buying vinyl <laughs> and what about what about tape packs would you listen to tape would you buy tape packs to listen to those to sort of hear how they would be mixed in the raves back in the day i, I listen to lots of tapes on youtube i haven't got a, i haven't got a cassette player I've got, ah, of course got, you haven't why would you why would you have a cassette player you're 13 years old <laughs> yeah well, I, I i've listened i listen to loads of loads of stuff on the uh, on youtube and i I, I I listen to like just lot, lots of lots of the big like famous sets. I love them. Just the, especially the ones where they got videos. You don't get many of them, but they do. They do have some. No, although they do. Do I've got to say they do my head in a bit with all the whistles and the horns. Isn't it? The the the, the mastering yeah. of it, it's not very good, and it's just it just gives you a headache after a while. But I do. I got to say I do love watching them. What does it make you think? Does it make you think? God, oh, I, I really wish I could have gone to those. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like I was born in the generation, uh, the wrong generation, a little bit, you know. But uh, it's it's fine. Ho- I know hopefully, the f- I'll be I, able to go raving. I, I know the feeling. Know. You'll be able to go one day. Well, no one's going raving, well, it, mate. So don't worry about I it. I know. I know. One one day or one one day. <laughs> and um, what? Who were the sort of DJs and producers that really inspired you from, or, or, or particularly the DJs from those sets that you've listened to on YouTube? Who are your favourites? So, uh, so like Slipknot, LSD, um, LSD, sorry, <laughs> Gro- Groove Rider and uh, the Rat Pack. I like the Rat Pack sets and uh, the, the spe- especially the one at uh, Fantasia Summertime. I love, I love that one. It's okay. great. And, but, uh, and, and so how did you then go from buying records to creating music? I, so I, can I ask you, when you first got into this music, how old were you? Um, it was about a year and a half ago. Okay, so only in, in, in only 18 months, you've got into it, got the records, bought loads of vinyl, listened to loads of stuff on the internet, and not only that, but you've made your own tunes, and they are really good. We're going to play, we're going to play a couple shortly. How yeah. have you got, done that? How have you got into that over short, such a short space of time at such a young age? Uh, well, I... I, I don't know because I, I mean my mum my mum and dad uh, have always loved always like love dance music and they they love like the mainstream kind of rave but they 
never really been into like the hardcore, like breakbeat kind of rave kind of underground stuff, which I'm into. And I, I, I don't know where it's come from. I guess, I guess I like the, 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 u- the uniqueness of liking stuff that nobody else my age really likes. I mean, there will be some, but I mean, at, at school, I'm genuinely the only one who likes, who like, likes even, Stuff from the nineties, I reckon. Or so uh, it's not wholly surprising, Tom. I, I've got to <laughs> say. Um, and and so, how did you go about making music? How did you go? No, and I really like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some of that. And and because uh, I don't make tunes, so you're talking. Uh, I'm 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 fascinated to know how you went about making it and how you create the songs that you've that you've done. So, so at the start, I was in like January, February this year when I started making it. It was it, the, the the tracks were awful that I made, but I was just getting free software, free samples, and I was just adjusting and just trying to improve. And by about lockdown, I, I started making a couple of the tracks that are on YouTube now, and and I, and I just 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 kept improving, and uh, you know, um, it just. Because that software, though, I, I don't know where I don't I couldn't go back to that software, that free software. It was break, it was breaking every week. I had to. It was like you got a notice every week. It's like it's like you you cannot you can now not change the tempo of your uh, your project. So you had to so you pay, so you paid for some software to create some stuff. Uh, only only a few weeks ago now, yeah. Okay, so, right. So so you created the. The, the ones we're going to hear maybe on the free software? Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, let's tell you what, let's listen to the first one, shall we? This is Hour 111 by DJ Seema. Yeah.
So that was Hour 111 by DJ Seema, who's uh, with us now. A lovely little aim and break in there um, and uh, quite a, a nice floaty piano line. Tell us about it. Uh, well, with the whole song, I just, Im- I just imagine raving in my bedroom to it. And because that's what Hour 111 is, it's the, it's the 111th hour of the week. And that's when I get home from school on a Friday and just go mental in my room. And the garage light falls off. I spray my ankle. You know, it's all the fun, <laughs> fun, fun, fun events uh, come from that. So, uh, and what was it inspired? Was it inspired by anything that tune? Uh, yeah, just try, try and feel, try and get the vibe I get from going mental in my room, and yet the the euphoria a bit, and uh, just try and get that kind of uh, vibe from that into into that song uh, and now i tell you what shall we hear another one uh, of yours because you're on here and uh, i'm sure everyone would love to hear some more this one is silencing let's hear this it's by dj seema silencing
That was Silencing by DJ Seema. He's still with us here, Thomas Hames. Um, tell us about that one. It's got a bit of a 92 flavour, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I just tried to get it to... Um, tried to get it a bit like Prodigy at first, like with the, um, with the kind of synth, but I, I ended up just making it into like underground 92 hardcore kind of vibe, which it, I... Which I I just, I just, I, I just try and get the feeling I feel from listening to old school producers and new school producers like Pursuit, Nicky Allen, and etc. That, that that those kind of people that are in the new school now, which are also just as important as the old school ones, uh, like. So we um, we've interviewed Force and Styles um, and actually Brian G as well recently, and both of them said that. The problem with no raves at the moment is you can't play out your tunes, which means that you don't know how they're going to go down on the dance floor. So you never really, both of them said, you never really know whether you've released a banger or not until it's actually been on the dance floor. And the problem is, of course, no one's playing on the dance floor at the moment. So they're struggling to know what is going to be a hit in terms of a, a dance floor banger. You've never even been to a rave. So how do you know that you're on the right track? Well, it was genuinely when Pursuit emailed back saying it was saying it was good, and then so, so for people who don't know this, you emailed Chris Pursuit, who's a sort of new school, uh, I mean yeah. old school, but it's also creating sort of new school yeah. uh, hardcore and that sort of stuff. You emailed him, didn't you? What what did you what did you say what did you say to him? Uh, I, I basically because I didn't know whether my tracks were any good, so I just said to him, um, "I love rave, and I'm into all this and I'm into all that." And I said, uh, please, could I have some advice on these? Like, no, no trouble. I, I, it just be really appreciated and everything. And uh, and then he came back, and and I've just I've just had I've just had no end of support and help ever since from everyone. Because uh, I've had I've had I've had a couple of tunes on the radio, which was nice. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> what, was the, what was the feeling like? What was the buzz like when they when you heard them play out them tracks? On I, the radio? Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, I had uh, just to hear the songs in the mix was just was just brilliant because I I, I, I still wasn't convinced after 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 all the emails until on the on the when it came on the radio I was like I, I start, start, started uh, started thinking it was all right. Yeah. And what does that tell you? Um, the support you've had from so many people and actually who. They're not kidding you on, mate. You know, they're, 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 they're decent tracks, you know. So what does yeah. that what, is, what does that make you feel about the sort of the scene in which you're sort of, well, sort of finding your way in? Uh, 
it 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 makes me think that I it makes me feel that it makes me feel that it makes me feel oh I, I forgot what I was going to say now but, right. uh, no no it's alert right you know it's known isn't it this scene for being yeah. um, peace love unity respect all that sort yeah. of stuff I, and I, look, as far as I can see from what you've done it's it's absolutely been that hasn't it yeah and uh, I, I do try and get that because I, li- I listen to these songs and then try and I'm not I'm not using the songs as like a template or anything but I'm 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 genuinely trying to get the same feeling I get listening to those songs as I am listening to the tracks I've made and if I'm not getting that feeling then I, f- I feel like sometimes it's not it's not good enough that track so I, I have to make sure it has the, f- the feeling of uh, the, the feeling that I listen to getting that and where where do you get this from? Uh, where do you get this from, Tom? In terms of your confidence uh, as regards to getting into something, creating some music around it, then not only creating the music around it, but then getting in touch with people like Chris Pursuit, who then put you in touch with me. I know that he's um, tried to put you in touch. I don't know if it's if it's works, but you know, hopefully, it will one day with like uh, Lunacy uh, from Night Force and people like that. Yeah. Uh, where where do you get that confidence from? In as a thirteen year old. Uh, well, I have quite a lot of confidence comes from the fact that nobody likes the same stuff as me at school. So I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel uh, quite unique, like in like rave hardcore, like especially everything ninety, everything nineties really, like comedy, uh, uh, lots of stuff. I, I don't, I, I, I feel like. That that part that part is just unique, and for some reason it gives me confidence. Right, and what and what do your mates think about it? You say they're not that into the music. Do they do they think you're cool? Do they think you're mad? Uh, they definitely think I'm mad. But uh, they, they, <laughs> I mean, you are you are a little bit, and I say that in the nicest possible way. They they uh, they're into like uh, pop and rap and stuff, and uh, they're not massive fans, and uh, so. On 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 a Friday going home, I just stick my phone in my pocket. I'm like, it's rave time. <laughs> you're, but, uh, you're gonna have to get some of your mates into it because we've got a real problem uh, in terms of um, hardcore. I think is that there, it's seen as quite an old, uh, a sort of an older genre of music. There's not 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 that many young people getting into it. So maybe this is your mission, Seema, is to is. get as many young people into this sort of music as you can. Definitely, yeah. So uh, I, 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 I'm trying to convince them around. You know, uh, I, I, I remember, I remember putting a track on about three months ago and saying, "How does that? How does that? How do, Tell me that does not make you feel good." And they're like, "No." <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you might uh, get, you might get there one day. You might get there. Yeah, one day. I might get there one day. Yeah. And what do your parents think about it? Are they supportive of it? Do they do they think they, you're slightly mad? Yeah, they do think I'm mad as well. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, my pet my parents are just as supportive as all the artists. I mean, they they they're just they're just so made up with everything, and they're they they they're made up for me, and they're made up for the advice, the support, and they're just 
They're just made up. So uh, you, 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 you're so young uh, doing this. You, you, you've achieved so much so young. Um, what are your hopes and ambitions and, and how far do you think you can go? Well, at the moment, it's just to improve. And, uh, and maybe in the future, like when I'm older, like, like, like after like, uni or whatever, I could run a bit like a record label on the side or something. But uh, that's that's a long way away now. So I'm just focusing on getting new ideas for tracks and then just improving, putting them out there, seeing what happens. Well, look, there is. Um, there's, you wouldn't be the first teenager to play out at a big rave uh, before they're even allowed to go to a rave. So DJ Dougal, I think, played used to play. Dougal. Yeah, Dougal. I think he was about fifteen. When he used to play oh, really? some of those raves back in the day, and MC Odyssey, I don't know if you know MC Odyssey, he doesn't MC anymore, but he used oh, to. Yeah, MC, I know. Yeah. So MC Odyssey used to MC at raves when he was about 16, 17, and he had to go with his mum. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it, you wouldn't be the first, but you are a rare breed. I'm a rare breed. <laughs> you are a rare breed. Uh, well, listen, uh, Seema, where can people find out more about you and check out your stuff? Uh, well, I've got a YouTube channel and everything, and uh, I do have a SoundCloud account, and uh, I, I I might put a couple of future tracks on there. You know, if they, if they don't make the cut in the future, I might just put, you know, just say it's a free track, do whatever you want with it or whatever. Listen, you know, just that listen, kind of thing. That's a good idea, and what you've got to do is, mate, nowadays, yeah, making tunes is good and everything, but you've also got to be a PR yourself. So uh, you've done really well by getting, you know, by getting your name out with loads of uh, DJs and, you know, you're on here now, people are listening to this, they'll go and find you. You've got to have your, 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 you've got to have all your SoundCloud and all your YouTube. They've got to be sparkling. You've got to draw people in and make them go, wow, this is brilliant. All right. You're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, I got the logo. You have got a logo. You've got better branding yeah. than I've got. I've just got a bed in the background. I really need to improve that. Don't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't say yeah like that. All right. Uh, anyway, listen, uh, Tom, DJ Seema, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you very much for joining us. All right. Thanks uh, for having me. Honestly, I love don't the be, podcast. Yeah. Uh, you're very sweet, mate. And don't be daft. We'll get you back on again at some point. Keep us, keep us in the loop, won't you? It's like, you know how you get. Oh, and we'll, sh- and you know, we'll, sh- we'll happily share your tunes out whenever you send them over. Okay. Oh, yeah? Thanks very much. You're welcome, mate. I'll speak again. Yeah. Love the podcast, honestly. I've been listening to all of them. Thanks very much. Cheers, Tommy. See you later, bye. See ya. See ya, kid. That's uh, DJ Seema, aka Thomas Hames. Inspiring kid man 13 years old who thought eh? Oh, well, that's it for another episode of the 90s rave podcast raw hope you've enjoyed it we return next friday with a rare exclusive interview with happy hardcore giants force and styles you've got to listen to that right stay tuned well, that's it from this week's edition of Raw. We hope you've enjoyed tuning in. If you want to give us a hand to create more and better 90s rave-related content while getting shouts on future episodes and getting your hands on some artwork designed exclusively for us by Grantus Arts, you can do so by heading to gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast. Just a few quid will help anything at all, frankly, uh, but it would go a long way to helping us keep this thing going. That address again, gofundme.com forward slash the 90s rave podcast and we'll see you all next week